Hello and welcome to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. The fixtures are out and the countdown to the new season is well and truly on. Coming up, we'll hear from Chris Hamriding, Lettings and Estate Agents, who have experienced firsthand the impact the football club has had on the town. We'll start by hearing from the chairman of Congleton Town Football Club, Charles Porter. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I'm sure many of the supporters and our listeners will have seen you at the Cleric Stadium and many of them will have spoken to you. But I thought the best place to start would be with you telling us a little bit about yourself, please, and how you first got involved in Congleton Town Football Club. Well, it's a long story, but I'll uh, I'll try and condense it. Um, so a number of years ago, uh, before COVID, I was approached by the chairman um, who was trawling around local businesses to drum up support. I run a business in Congleton. We employ about 25 local people and we like to help out with local uh, sports clubs, mainly around the youth sides. Um, I've been involved with uh, Congleton Rovers, which is the junior section we we merged with some time ago. I run a team that my sons play for. The previous chairman approached me, asked me if I wanted to support the club. We did some advertising with them and did some sponsorship. Uh, he came back not long after that and said, would you be interested in uh, having a, a role on the board and, and trying to uh, work commercially with the club to, to boost the commercial side? So which I said, yes. So I was there for about a year and a half, two years. The chairman then stood down and it was everybody take a step forward and all but me took a step back. So I I was then uh, thrust into the position of chairman. It, it's it's a small club. We've got a small number of people who actually run it. So I guess my role is just to make sure that it stays operational. We try and keep it going financially. We try and uh, move the club forward. Um, so there's a number of ideas we've got at the moment for trying to uh, boost the profile of the club and you know, keep it going for another 120 years. But it, it's a it's a tough ask. You know, time times are tough generally. And the, the, the period when I stepped in during COVID was a particularly challenging time. You know, we weren't playing. A lot of the games we did play, we couldn't have any spectators or we're, we're limited by the number of spectators we could have. So the revenue um, took a massive sort of nosedive. Um, the numbers are coming back up. But, you know, I, I would like to take this opportunity today just to maybe emphasise a point or clarify a situation that I hear all too often is that, you know, you've, you've, won, you've won these two cups, you've, you've had a good FA Cup run, you know, you must be swimming in money. It, it isn't the case. It is not the case. Financially, it is really tough. And, you know, just to put it into perspective, when we won the Macron Cup, we were awarded the huge prize fund of 500 quid. Well, just bear in mind that it cost 600 quid to hire the coach to get the players there. The season had finished, so we had to play, pay the players an extra you know, a week's salary to cover that match. So actually, we came away in the red. And a lot of people think, well, that's crazy, but that's just, the, you know, that's just how it is. Um, so when people are saying you must be swimming in money, why have you put the prices up? Why can't we do this? Why can't we do the other? You know, why can't we have a uh, a grandstand with a bar in it and 
you know, why can't we have a flash scoreboard and why, why aren't we doing this? It, it's because the money is really tight. The club basically operates at a loss and it relies on charitable donations from local people to keep the club running. As a, as a business, a commercial entity, it would fail. It, it's not a business. It, it's an expensive hobby for people who, who want to put some money into it. And I think it's important that, you know, the fan base know that. There's not somebody sitting in the club you know, counting loads of cash and booking holidays and, uh, you know, buying buying expensive clothes and all this on the, on the back of the people coming through the gate. It just not is not happening. So the support we get is really critical to keep keeping that club going. You mentioned there some of the kind of the, the role of chairman, some of the things that it involves. And yeah. just going back onto that, I'd imagine it's very different than being a Premier League chairman. Because I imagine some of the tasks <laughs> that you do, you'd never see a Premier League chairman doing. So what does kind of the role and what does kind of a day-to-day involve in being a non-league chairman? Okay, so Premier League chairman probably gets helicoptered into the match, goes for a nice meal, has a nice bottle of wine, watches the match and then flies home on his helicopter. Um, I usually arrive at the match two or three hours before and I will do anything that needs doing. So that will be attending the gate and making sure people are coming in. I jump on the turnstile and, and collect money if we're short there. I'll clean the toilets if they need cleaning. I'll pick litter up. I'll do a bit of spares and repairs. I'll try and greet people. I'll try and get around and talk to all the fans as they come in. Anything that needs doing, I'll run. you'll see me in the shop quite a lot. I tend to run the shop deal with all the finances. So outside of a match day, my job is trying to bring in new money, uh, dealing with sponsorship, dealing with uh, contractual uh, obligations, both to the league, uh, the FA and the players. Um, Talking to people like Chris Rowley, the director of football, liaising with Richard and Griff about players. I do all the accounts as well. Um, so it, it's pretty busy. It, it's not a, it's not just a roll up, watch and go home job and, and anything else that needs doing. And I think, you know, we need to recognise it's not just the first team that we run now. So in, in terms of the senior setup, we've got the first team, we've got the reserve team. We've also got an under 18s team now who feed into the reserves. And we, you've also seen some of those players in the first team recently. We've got a ladies' first team, and this season we'll be having a ladies' reserve team as well because they've been inundated with um, players wanting to come in and, and play for Congham Town. Another part of my role is liaising with the junior section and ensuring that we've got a coherent and cohesive sort of um, relationship with them because they they are the club's future. You know, those players coming up through the juniors will move into the under-18s, they'll move into the ladies' reserve teams, and they'll one day, hopefully, we'll see more and more local girls and boys playing in the first team. And, you know, really, that that is my dream, if you like. That that would be my legacy, to see more and more local people playing in Congleton Town. That would be, that would be the, the, the ultimate for me. And, and everybody else who's involved in the club, that is our vision. You know, we're not always going to get there because Congleton isn't full of, you know, a huge amount of of, of people who might be able to play at that, that level. And ultimately, you know, we want to see people come into the setup and hopefully progress 
and get offers from higher leagues, you know, Premier League teams maybe, and and move on. You know, that that is the goal, isn't it? Developing the kids as they come in at five years old, all the way through to to the first team and, and onwards if possible. So it, it's quite a broad role. And you mentioned there about the the multiple teams, the multiple sections that the club has. That big change happened in the summer of 2020 when the merger was announced between Congleton Town, Congleton Vale Rovers and Congleton Rovers. But for those listening who may be new to the club or may not be sure exactly what the merger involved, how does that differ from how the club operated before? Because it was a big moment for not only the, the, the club, but also the town as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, it used to be the first team almost operating autonomously. And then it was, um, as you say, Congleton Vale and Congleton Rovers, who were the the junior section. That was really my first sort of large task when we came into the club. You know, my vision is that if we we want to improve the facilities around the the local area for football, then there's no point in doing it as disparate organisations. We need to come together because A, you've got more of a voice then. You can get more grant funding from some of the um, larger schemes. And we're all singing off the same sheet. You know, ideally, we would like to see the other football organisations in Congolan come together with us and become a single footballing unit in, in Congolan, a bit like Sandbach did. You know, and look at the facilities that they've got. You know, fantastic compared to to where, to where we are. You know, we've basically got two two high schools. We've obviously got Boo Street Stadium, and we've got the superb um, facility which is Back Lane. You know, if you don't mind clearing the dog muck up before you play and cutting the grass sometimes. So I think as as a local area, we're we're pretty hard done to uh, with facilities. And also, if you if you if you broaden that out and look at say the rugby club. And where they have to play on Hanks Field. I mean, it's a joke, isn't it, really? It's it's pretty disgraceful, especially when you travel around the area and you see what what other people have got. So yeah, that that was that was that was my main main role initially. Um bit of a bad time to do it during COVID. Um but you know, we are we are seeing the fruits of that now. We we're seeing that feed come in from the junior section into the into what was the under 17s last year, through into the reserves. You know, we've got a great girls set up in the juniors as well. You know, there's more and more girls coming into football. We've now got a pathway for them where they can come up through the new reserve team and into the ladies' first team. So it's all good news. It's looking really good, but we just need to keep the momentum going. Absolutely. And talking about the momentum that was last season, that was huge. How do you reflect on last season as chairman? Uh, last season was was really good. You know, it was um, it was a long season. And by the time we'd finished, I think everybody was absolutely exhausted. But um, yeah, I mean, in, term, in terms of those two cups and where we got to in the Vars and, and the FA Cup, I mean, it was phenomenal. You know, being on telly, seeing some of the crowds that we had, it... it Totally unprecedented. We'd never seen that before. And, you know, I hope we can, to some extent, replicate that moving forward. You know, this season's going to be a lot different for us. We've moved into a new league. There's a lot of talk about that. Some some people are saying it's it's a, a demotion. Well, it's not a demotion. We're playing at the same level. We're just playing in a different geographical area. 
And I suppose from from the FA's point of view, it, it sort of makes sense when you look where we are and you look where all the other teams are in in the in the northwest counties. It's an opportunity. It's an adventure. We need to make the most of it. For, for me, it's positive. I mean, if we look at the fixtures, we've only got a couple of midweek games, which is great for everybody. You know, last season was massively congested, and you know, ultimately, we we, pro- we pro- probably paid the price in in league position because we had so many games to play in a short amount of time. You know, at this level, teams don't have a Premier League squad. We haven't got a depth of squad. So if you've got people who are just completely overworked or they pick up a knock, then it affects the way we operate. So it was a hard season, but massively rewarding, you know, seeing the guys win those trophies and, and lift them up and the crowds who were there as well. It, it was brilliant. It was fantastic. It was It's worth the effort to see that. After the success of last year, how can the club build on a season like that now? Because I guess that's the aim, isn't it? To build on on what, what this success, both kind of on and off the pitch last season. Yes, it is. And, um, you know, I think we've got to set expectations. You know, last last season was was massively successful and, and totally unusual. You know, if you look back over our history and compare it to with some of the other teams at our level, it, it's pretty unusual to pull that sort of... Um, level of success off. So I, I don't want people to get excited and think we're going to do exactly the same thing again. You know, from 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 a personal point of view, winning winning the cups was fantastic. But you know, this is a real opportunity now in in terms of the league and a great opportunity to see if we can move out of this league and, and go up to the next level. So I think off the pitch. If we can see the level of support that we had last season and maintain that, it'll certainly help with keeping the club running. Uh, it will ease the burden on the finances. Um, but we, we, you know, we're still a long way short. We're not, we're, we're not anywhere near becoming um, fluid, as they say. But we'll keep going and we'll do the right thing. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the squad because that that's Richard's responsibility. And but seeing some of the matches pre-season and seeing where we are, it's look it's looking pretty positive, you know. And I think the style of football's changed slightly, and yeah, it looks pretty good. So there's a lot of positives. You mentioned earlier about how the interest has grown in the town. We saw those sellout games. Just how special is that? Seeing the interest grow within the town. Actually, how important is that um, for for the town going forward? Oh, it's massive, isn't it? You know, the, the club the club really is a is a, a local asset. It belongs to the town. And the more people we can get in to enjoy that, the better. You know, some of the numbers that we had down last season was you know, mind-boggling. It great in one way, bad in another, because it, it took quite a lot of work to organise. You know, the first time in the club's history we've had to issue tickets to try and restrict the number of people coming in because of the limits on capacity. That was a challenge. We've never done tickets before. It was a bit of a learning process. You know, we didn't we didn't get everything right. But I think, you know, again, to everybody who's listening, we are volunteers. You know, we're not professional football club management team. We don't have 50 people who can go away and print tickets and sell them and do all the commercials around it. We have got day jobs as well. So it is extremely challenging. And... You know, we are we are doing our best and uh, it is hard work and people need to realise that. But there's always room, you know, if you want to volunteer, stick your hand up and come and volunteer. There's pl- plenty to do and, and, and plenty, of, plenty of options. You mentioned there about volunteers. 
So what sort of roles and jobs need doing and how can people help? Well, we've, we've got various roles that need filling. We've got people who need to come, who could come down on match day and help out. So we had an open night a couple of weeks ago where we invited potential volunteers down and just went through really a list of roles. And, and typically it's helping out on the gate, being visible, not necessarily having to do anything, just being visible with a, with a high-vis jacket on, helping out in the shop, helping out doing a raffle, there's a slot that we need to fill to help with sort of hospitality that we can sell, which is basically just hosting some sponsors and uh, making sure they're looked after during the game. Off pitch and outside of match day, things like helping with sponsors, helping with some of the commercial stuff, helping with the accounts. You know, the accounts is quite simple in terms of, of a general business, but it still needs doing. It's still time consuming. So really, you know, any anything that people can do, you know, there's a there's a, a a team of volunteers called the Wednesday Club who are responsible for sort of the, the stadium and, and pitch maintenance. There's always there's always positions there and they can always go down and help. You know, they work on a, a Wednesday, hence the Wednesday Club. And uh, you know, it's a good social thing as well. People get to to get out of the house. Do a bit of maintenance around the ground and and meet up with like-minded people. So there, there's there's always opportunities for volunteers, and you you don't have to commit. We're not expecting people to say I will be there every match day between nine o'clock in the morning and eight o'clock at night. That's not really what we're asking for. If we've got a large enough pool of volunteers, then we can ensure that we we just spread the workload at, you know across that pool rather than relying on individuals because we are heavily reliant on individuals at the moment because there's so few of us, which is challenging. I guess as a non-league club, as a non-league chairman, what for you do you think is the biggest challenge? Finances. Unfortunately, we're in, we're in an age now where everything is money orientated. The players at this level are getting more money than ever. And, you know, that that's just a, that's just a supply and demand issue. You know, if you want to get decent players in, then you've got to pay money for them. And even at this level, I think people would be surprised at the wage bill and what it costs just from a, from a wages point of view to keep the club going. Our costs have gone up. Even 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 silly things like fertiliser for the pitch is doubled in the last couple of years, believe it or not. You know, fuel's, fuel's gone up. Gas, electricity, everything everything that we rely on to run the club has gone up and not just a little amount, you know, significant amount. So when we're questioned about putting the, the entry fee up by a quid, it, it's to keep the club running. It, it's as simple as that. You know, nobody's milking or creaming money off the top because that just isn't, it doesn't exist. There is no spare money. You mentioned, obviously, the challenges that you face, the commitments that, that you and the rest of the volunteers do. Why do you do it? <laughs> I don't know. Why do I do it? I know, I must be mad. I think it's important that we all try and give something back to the community that we live in. Me, personally, you know, I guess I'm quite fortunate that you know, I've built quite a successful business and financially we can afford to put some money back into the community. Um, and I think it's important that we carry on doing that, whether that be putting something back in financially or putting something back in with, with your time, you know, because it all it's all going to enhance the local area and it's going to give 
hopefully kids within Congleton something to shoot for and something to aim at and a better football experience. So that's that's one of the reasons for doing it. I've got kids of my own who play football for the junior section. You know, and it'd be great to see them and the friends coming through and hopefully getting a shot at playing in the, in the first team. So that's really what it's all about. It, it's, it's doing the right thing. What for you is the best thing about being involved in Congleton Town? It, it's, it's great to see the fans enjoying the football and having a good experience at the ground. Winning on top of that is even better. You know, lifting some silverware after God knows how many years is is massively exciting as well. But it, it it's a great place, the stadium. You know, on a match day, the atmosphere is really good. It, it's a nice, friendly, sort of family-orientated atmosphere where, you know, I think people can feel safe. And I enjoy it. I enjoy going down. And I like watching the football. Sometimes I don't, but mainly. But I think, you know, seeing other people enjoy that experience as well and seeing the team doing well and progressing, that's that's what does it for me. You know, seeing other people happy around what we what we're doing is 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 reward enough, I guess. Just as Congleton Town fans will be visiting new grounds, there'll be fans from other teams visiting Congleton for the first yeah. time. What can fans expect when they come to the Cleric Stadium? Well, they can expect some of the best facilities um, at this level. You know, we've got a great um, clubhouse who offer great drinks, great food, great service. We are quite a nice environment to come to, which doesn't always work too well for football because sometimes you want to put the away team off a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's a great facility. The atmosphere is really good. It, it's by no means intimidating if you want to bring your family down. You know, it's a reasonably safe place as well. I just let my kids run around. I mean, they tend to roll down the bank and get covered in mud, but, you know, you, you don't have to be keeping an eye on them all the time. So it's it's a great experience. And I hope the Way fans who come, you know, share that and can see that we, we've made an effort to provide the best sort of experience and uh, facilities as we can. We are limited, obviously. We're not, we're not a Premier League team, but... Um, yeah, I think it's a good place to come to and hopefully they can see some great football as well, but not not from their team. Success can be hard to quantify at times and for a football club, there's so much to it, both on and off the pitch. What would you class as success for this football club? Well, I think there's two, you can break that down into two elements. We've got the actual footballing success, which is you know doing well in the league, winning trophies, having great cup runs, seeing massive amount of fans coming down and sharing that experience. That's one side of it. And the other side is the that pathway from the juniors up through to, to senior football. Before we did the merger, there was no clear pathway for kids. They get to 17, 18, and that was basically it. You know, they either went to join sort of Sunday pub type football team, or they were lucky enough to get picked up by an academy or a league fo- a non-league or a league football club where they could continue to play. But for the majority of kids, it was basically the end, you know, there was there, there were few options. So now they have got a true pathway and, and something really to aim at. And I hope that motivates them and makes them think, you know, I can stay in football. I have got something to aim at and I don't need to go 
to Macclesfield or somewhere else where they've got that structure. They can stay in Congon, they can stay in a local area, they can play with people who they know, and they can progress from there. So that that's another reward, if you like, or in part of the enjoyment seeing seeing that happen. If we were to reflect on this in say five years' time, what would you like to have achieved for the club in that time? Uh Premier League. Uh well realistically. Um, you know, it, it would be great if we could move if we could move up a, a couple of leagues. That that would be fantastic. We've just got to keep building on on what we've done over the last couple of years, and it's a slow process. You know, these things just don't happen overnight. I guess the main thing, and I know I keep sort of labouring the point, but is is just seeing that progression and that that pathway of of local children coming through the ranks, continuing to enjoy the football and moving up into the first team and, and just seeing the first team progress. You know, the ladies are doing really well. They had a fantastic season. The under-17s had a great season last year. Reserves as well. And, you know, they are they are the future of this club. So we've got to make sure that we keep a focus on that. But, yeah, I mean, if we can have another season like last, last year, then, you know, fantastic. Keep it coming. What's your message to supporters and also people, I guess, in the town about coming to support the club? Well, to the to the people who are already coming, I've got to say thank you very much. You know, it's greatly appreciated. We really value your support. And, you know, you've been really absolutely brilliant last season. Seeing so many people travel away as well is pretty unusual at our level. I mean, if you come down to a home game and you count the away supporters... You know, it's a one-hand job sometimes. Um, but we do tend to take quite a few with us to away games. And it's been really good to see. And and it gives the players a real boost as well. You know, it makes it all worthwhile for them. People who, who live in the town, yes, we are a little bit out of the way. And not a lot, you know, many people have said to me, oh, I never knew this existed. And that, and that is really one of the problems we have. You know, it's that visibility and promoting the club and making sure people do know about it and come down and enjoy the experience. I guess if we were on a main road and people drove past it all the time, we'd probably get more people in. But it is a little bit out of the way. And that is one of the challenges is making sure that we are visible and we are promoting the club and making sure everybody's aware of of where we're at and what we're doing. And hopefully by... Having that link with the with the kids, you know, they've got three or four hundred kids now. They've all got parents or guardians who can come along and, and be aware of what we're doing. So hopefully that just boosts the profile of the club. But um, yeah, it's, as I say, it's a slow process. It, it's not going to happen overnight. Success is a great thing to bring more people in, um, but we can't. You can't guarantee the same level of success every single season or every single match there's going to be high points and there's going to be low points and we just need to get people to stick with us through the highs and lows of football. As with uh, any other team in the whole world, there's highs and lows and you just got to stick with it. It will definitely be great to see, hopefully, even more Congletonians coming to support the Bears next season. Before I let, let, you, let you go, Charles, next we've got Chris Hanriding, estate agent, telling us why they've decided to re-sign as a partner of the club again. Um, just how important is the support of partners and sponsors for the club? And, and kind of what's your message as well to local businesses and kind of organisations about supporting the, the, the club, if they can? Well, I'll take this opportunity now while, I, while I'm on, if to just say a massive thank you and... 
it's super important. It, it's a massive help to the club. Without people like Chris helping financially with the club, we just wouldn't exist. And it might it might sound like I'm you know being a bit over dramatic, but it is that important. Anybody locally who runs a business who would like to help the club by having some sponsorship done, and it doesn't matter at what level, you know, there's packages right from 50 quid all the way up to sponsoring stands and the stadium and everything. So we're, you know, we're, op- we're open to offers, but any support would be welcome. But it is absolutely critical to the survival of the club. Like we, we have local firms like Chris, who is probably in the same uh, sort of mindset as me, who says, well, you know, I'm a local guy. We need to support the local community and we need, you know, it's great for visibility as well. And the more success we get, you know, hopefully that rubs off on, on them and, it gives them some more exposure, but uh, yeah, I'm massively grateful for the help we get from the local companies. It's super important. Coming up next, we'll speak to Chris Hamriding, Lettings and Estate Agents. But before we hear from our next guest, it's worth mentioning that Congleton Town Reserves start their league season next week on Wednesday, the 2nd of August. So good luck to them, and we'll be catching up with the reserves on the podcast very soon. Now, we heard the Congleton Town Chairman talking about the importance of the club's partners and sponsors. And Chris Hamriding, Lettings and Estate Agents, have re-signed as the home shirt sponsor for the new season. Earlier this week, I went down to their offices to speak to Pete Hutchins, who is their executive partner and valuer. So first of all, it was a few weeks ago now when the announcement was made. How pleased were you and the rest of the team to continue your partnership with the club? And why did you decide to re-sign for the new season? I personally was delighted, obviously being a Congleton Town fan, but I was driving it very much so from within the office. And we were all up for it, for want of a better phrase. And we'd had such a good, fun season here in the office. And it was, uh, it was just an obvious decision, you know, to continue the support quite literally, on the field and, uh, and in the bank account as well. Um, so we, we really enjoyed it. We wanted to make more of it. The season went by in the blink of an eye. And uh, and yeah, it was the obvious decision for us. And we'll have to talk about the, the announcement video. That's more than the players get when, when, <laughs> when they sign. What was that experience like? Because did you feel like a Premier League signing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I felt like one. I'm very well aware I don't look like one. But uh, no, it was it was great for him in video is what we do day to day work wise and we, we pride ourselves on it um, so it just seemed to make a lot of sense to make a big song and dance about it and really get stuck in and to get down to the Claric Stadium and get on the pitch and have a bit of a laugh was well chaotic and great fun. <laughs> you mentioned there you were a Congleton fan when did your kind of Congleton town journey start I guess? Well I'm Congleton born and bred effectively um, so growing up with football in my life and Congleton Town in my life and you know, as we all know they've been a lot smaller they've had some turbulent years uh, as, as all these clubs have so to see this well I would call it a gradual rise come out of not quite the ashes but to really come from the lower rungs to where it is now commercially I'd say in the town has just been really good to have alongside my lifestyle here in Congleton you know family life friends life and now working life it's just been so good to have it in the background and come to the foreground, if that doesn't sound too cheesy. So what for you is kind of the best thing about Compton Town Football Club, from, I guess, from a fan point of view, but also being connected from a partner point of view as well? 
undoubtedly the one word that links it all is, is community. So to have that community spirit that undoubtedly Congleton Town has, whether you're stood on the sidelines watching, whether you're in the bar, whether you're in the pub beforehand or wandering to the ground on a weekend, there is that sense of community. And, and there's that sense of community in the week prior, the weeks prior, you know, a big match coming up, a first match coming up. And that translates very well in, from a business point of view, should I say. It's business community, personal community, family community, and, and yeah, that one word just runs throughout. Just how special was last season? Because it was an incredible season for somebody, I guess, that have been a fan of the, of the club and also a, a, as a partner. So just how special was that to be kind of a part of? It was um, absolutely second to none. It really was. <laughs> Unashamedly, I, I will say I haven't been as diehard a Bears fan as I was last season when we were committed and, and partnered, as you say. Obviously, from a business point of view, we couldn't have written a better season. <laughs> or if we had written one, that's how we'd have wanted it to go. Uh, but if it had been a fraction of the success, we'd have still enjoyed it just as much. And, and I do mean that. We really would have enjoyed it. Because it's not just about the successes, is it? It's about the struggle behind the scenes and the hard work to get there. But yeah, to see it all come to fruition. And again, I don't want to drag the C word into it, but after COVID and whatnot, after some tough years, I really do think it's what again another c word it's what the community needed i think it it was it was written in the stars for us and uh, long may it continue and your office is obviously in the town center very close to the town hall did you feel like a buzz around the town particularly in the build-up to those kind of um, sellout games and in particular the cup finals was, was there a buzz that positive vibe caused by the success of the football team there really was there really was not just again at a personal level level as i mentioned it was people talking about it in the houses, in my job day to day, in a lot of people's houses, chatting to them. They're okay, not everyone likes football, but you'd be surprised, a lot of them do. And I started just to see black and yellow scarves in people's houses, you know, are you going to the game? Oh, you guys are sponsoring now. Can you get us tickets and, and whatnot? Plenty of jokes about, you know, will I be playing? Will we be there? And all that kind of thing, which is all good fun. But it, it even sort of fed into the office as well. You know, we've got primarily a team of great ladies in the office and they even got Congleton Town Fever as well, you know, pictures holding the cup, wearing the merch and, and whatnot. And uh, again, unashamedly, I made sure I wasn't working on those Saturdays when they were playing and I'd wander past the office, give them all a big wave. They'd all be dressed in the black and uh, yellow gear. So yeah, real buzz everywhere. How good is it, do you think, for the town in general to have the, the club? Because obviously we talk about the success. Everybody wants to be successful, but there's so much more isn't there going on at the club at the community level, not just the first team, the juniors, the reserves, the women's team. There's so much going on. How important do you think that is? It's, it's lifeblood in many ways. Congleton primarily is a family town. You know, the average house is a four-bed detached family house. You know, the average resident here has the 2.4 children and, and as a product of that myself it, it quite literally is in the blood and we were privy it was a couple of seasons ago now the big merger if you will where a lot of the youth teams came together and that, that just streamlined that, that pathway really to okay maybe not the premiership teams but your dreams quite literally have to start somewhere and to have that seriously professional looking junior youth level for little three, four-year-old girls and boys being able to play all the way up to wherever they want to go and, and you know, perhaps they will play for Congleton along the way. It's just 
absolutely priceless, literally. You know, no amount of investment in the world can really buy that community feel. Um, so to, to be, to see the volunteers helping out at every level is just really heartwarming. When we went down to record that video and had some fun there, it was when the famous Wednesday Club were down there, which I'd heard of, but I'd never seen in action. So to see them down there, keeping, quite literally, keeping the club and the ground alive, yet again was heartwarming. Now, you know, that most of them were in their more senior years, uh, although I believe it's open to all ages, of course, but it was, look at that, both ends. You've got the little kids being able to play, and all the way at the top, you can go down, have a sandwich and a brew, and uh, inspect the ground and keep things running at every level. How much are you looking forward to the upcoming season now, which isn't that far, far away at all, and how much are you looking forward to continuing your part- partnership with the club as well? Really looking forward to the next season. Everyone's got bated breath. People are saying, how, do you, how will it go next season? What do you think? Well, we're not sure. Popey's gone, yeah, but we've got, you know, there's all that, that sort of chatter, which normally is reserved for your Premiership talk, isn't it? Um, so really excited for that to kick off. Uh, obviously don't want to wish the summer away, but uh, it is a perk of the winter months coming, isn't it? The football season getting into full swing. So really looking forward to that. And again, being a partner just feels so very natural. We're local, the team are local. We hopefully were a good omen last year and I'm very sure we will be this year, regardless of what happens. I just want to tell our listeners a little bit about kind of your business, I guess, in terms of what you, 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 you do and maybe some of them might want to use your services. Well, we're um, an estate agent at the heart of it. Now that means a lot of things to a lot of different people some stereotypes you know people will know and men in suits and we make a a big joke of that indeed in our video as well with us in our fancy brogues running around on the field toe poking the ball around but no in in seriousness we're here to handle property matters whether you're selling renting yours out whether you're buying or looking to rent one out we handle absolutely everything we do it on a very personal level again our branding has our big faces. Chris and I, we're, we're business partners in this uh, entity. And, and again, being from Congleton, having been here many years as agents, we just put all our expertise and know-how to use in this current business. Having the autonomy to sponsor the Bears and various other community-focused things is just a real luxury. It puts a big smile on your face. So if you had to sell the Congleton Town Football Club kind of match day experience to somebody in your best kind of estate agent style, <laughs> what would you say? Well, it depends how cheesy you want it really, Adam, because whilst I'm an estate agent, I suppose there's a baseline level of cheese throughout. But yeah, I think that could be quite good fun. I mean, obviously the match day experience is priceless, but if I was presenting it in our usual way, I'd probably be saying something like, tucked away at the head of the very well-established Booth Street, we have here a very spacious property in need of no modernisation whatsoever, huge grounds, space for plenty of residents. There's a great bar, there's the best Bovril around, it's a hidden gem here in the town, close to great amenities, views of the cloud. It really does offer great value for money, so come on down and book yourself a viewing. Brilliant, I couldn't have said it better myself, that's why you're the estate <laughs> uh, Brilliant, well it's great to have, have you on board again for the new season, and thank you very much for your time, Pete. No, thanks for coming in. Really looking forward to it and long may it continue. So that's it for this week, but we'll be back next week with an FA Cup special ahead of Congleton's extra preliminary round game at home to Wivenshaw Town on Saturday the 5th of August. Don't forget to keep an eye on the club's social media 
for the latest news and updates. A big thank you to Pete Hutchins and, of course, club chairman Charles Porter for joining us this week. And thank you for listening to the Congleton Town Football Club podcast. Stay!